This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. He, he wants <laughs> nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out alone with Bruce Marshall each and every week with his best bets in college football. And, Bruce, we start off with the big one. Noon kickoff, Eastern time on Fox. Yes, indeed. Gus Johnson will be going nuts on three down carries in this one in the middle of the first quarter. Michigan on the road, uh, a five-point favorite against the Penn State Nittany Lions. We know the history with uh, with James Franklin uh, with, with his troubles against top 10 teams, especially Michigan and, Penn, and Ohio State. But also, we know we've heard a little bit about some of the distractions possibly around the Michigan football program as well. Uh, this this is like a, a political story almost. It just gets more strange every day, this Michigan thing. I'm not sure what all of it means. And now the teams are scouting Michigan the other way. I mean, this is just bizarro world, the whole thing. I think we can be glad that anybody who's involved in this, we're glad that the, all they care about is college football because it's mindsets like this. You get put these guys in the Middle East or somewhere, they become terrorists. I mean, this is at least all they're doing is college football and it doesn't really harm anybody. But this is all crazy, crazy stuff. What it has done, the effect of this, though, I think, is for Michigan at least, I mean, they, they've sort of circled the wagons a little bit more. They sort of embrace this us against the world. They love talking about themselves as villains and all that. So on the field at least, um, this has actually sort of galvanized the team a bit, and, and they're feeding off it, and they're they're good. Now, the schedule, of course, we've talked about it before. We'll get a much better indicator where Michigan is at, but I remind everybody that last year, this team's pretty similar to what we saw last year, and last year, the two games against Penn State and Ohio State, total score was 86-33 to 33 in favor of Michigan, so they certainly had the number of these teams, and I think all time starts for Michigan, really, in 2021 with Harbaugh, because before that, they weren't really that great. They weren't a lot different than the Brady Hoke teams, really. Uh, Harbor had, you know, one or two okay teams, but nothing like he's had the last few years. And Franklin did beat Michigan a, a couple times there earlier, but not since Michigan has gotten good. And I think he had a better chance last year than he does this year. And last year they got boat raced in Ann Arbor. This year they do get them at home. But uh, Drew Aller, I'm sorry. Now, I know they routed Maryland last week. James Franklin always routes Maryland. He's still mad that they bypassed him after Ralph Friedgen uh, left uh, in 2010. Aller does not throw the ball downfield much at all. It's check down, check down, check down, check down. And that's just no way to move downfield against uh, Michigan. Uh, it's a tougher defense that Penn State has that Michigan has faced. But McCarthy really is a good playmaker. And with Corum, they've got their weapons. They can score. I think Michigan wins this game handily. Uh, two touchdowns or so. So I'm all in there laying the shorter price with the Wolverines in Happy Valley. 
Michigan uh, minus the five against Penn State. Now, Bruce, I mean, they've got a better chance than last year. They got smoked last year in Ann Arbor. If you remember, the defensive well, touchdown uh, let, only kept it close. You know, yeah, let, go ahead and clarify. Me, I'll qualify that. The game's at home. The score is going to be closer. Penn State, I think, was a better team last year than they were this year because okay. I don't think Aller's okay. that good. And I think uh, Michigan's at least as good as it was last year. So uh, All the uh, Aller hype, I mean, he's he might develop. He's not there yet. And yet. just watch, as you say, the checkdowns and the lack of co- play calling tells you how much confidence the staff has in their quarterback. And they don't have any little. I mean, they were checking down left and right. I mean, they were scared. Right. One of 16 on third downs. Um, I mean – don't lose about 38 instead of eight. Go down swinging, throw into coverage, take some chances, just kind of take your – it was almost like a rent-a-win approach. You know, yeah. I got our check. We're going to get out of here with a moral victory or something. That was a weak, weak defeatist type of offensive approach uh, in Ann Arbor. So, and as far as the uh, the fan base is taking the, vi- uh, the villain role and things like that, Bruce, there's never been a fan base that hasn't – played the villain role when the NCAA slaps, uh, you know, gets down on them. So they're even beating them uh, to the punch there. But it's the same NCAA that just put uh, Kansas basketball in three years probation, and Bill Self now is the highest-paid coach in the sport. So uh, administrative support, that's the variance, the different administrations in how they uh, how they support their coaches, and we'll stick with it, and we'll, you know, just kind of in the face of the NCAA and some – They'll, they'll fire them on the spot. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the same. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Let's go to the ACC. It's not a field rush fade because they do it every week. I mean, every time they win in Clemson, they run on the field. So not a true field rush fade. Clemson is the asterisk uh, entry here. But it was a big win. It was an emotional win uh, for Clemson, who's looking for some sort of relevance after they have lost four games. So they come down, and now they host little Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets coming in, catching 15 points. Yeah, I tell Tyler from Spartanburg, hang on. You, you might have something else to talk about this week. And and mostly, that's a nice win for Clemson, and they'll get Will Shipley back this week. Although, I don't know. I mean, Maffa ran almost 200 yards last week against Notre Dame. So, uh, they've, you know, they've got another guy who can run the ball. And they finally found a way to pull out a game close uh, late like that. So, Dabo uh, can breathe again a little bit. But I'm telling you, you know, Georgia Tech, this is one of these interesting things, uh, Jimmy. I mean, mean, who knew last year that Georgia Tech had a much better option as its head coach on its staff than they had when uh, Jeff Collins was there? And as soon as he went out, I mean, Brent Key, this looked like the most interim of interim hires last year. It was in October, early October, and immediately – Georgia Tech started to improve. They started to win some games. They won that game at Pitt, which last year was pretty good, out on the road. They've done this on the road a couple times. I mean, they went to Miami earlier this year. Last year, they went to North Carolina and won. These are all games as a big underdog, and they're not just covering. They are winning outright. Um, And now this year with Haynes King uh, transferring from from, uh, Texas A&M, Boy, I'll tell you, uh, Jim, I think he's better than the quarterbacks that Jimbo has left, and he is putting up some pretty good numbers. He's already accounted for 27 TDs this year uh, for Georgia Tech. So, I mean, they, they've got a, a real 
uh, sharp-edged uh, offense there. And uh, Taylor, the running back in there from Florida, he's coming in, giving them a nice little balance on offense too. This is too many points. Brent Key has got a very good record as a road dog. Like I said, he's won these games outright. Clemson, not all that reliable. I don't care. They beat Notre Dame a lot of other games this year. They haven't gotten over the hump. Dabo's point spread mark is not great lately. Just too many darn points, Jimmy. And uh, Georgia Tech, you want to take a real flyer? Georgia Tech's done this before. They've actually won these games out on the road. So maybe on the money line, you get a huge price there. But let's just stick on the price line here. Plus 15 or so looks like a good spot, I think, for the Ramblin' Wreck. My favorite uh, last year, 2022 season going in, uh, my favorite uh, win total under was Georgia Tech. I said, this is not a roster. This is not a schedule that a coach can survive. This is a recipe to fire him. They could have done it after the season, let me cash in my win total. But Brent Key came in and won two games as three touchdown underdogs and, you know, busted it up. They're one game away from being a bowl eligible. That is a huge turnaround from what they were. He was not their first choice. They went knocking on the door in uptown New Orleans for uh, uh, Willie, for help me out, Willie, Bruce. Willie Fritz. Oh, Willie Fritz, I'm sorry, sure. who's, who's excellent, sure. no doubt. No doubt, having another great year this year, but Brent Key is doing a great job, and no doubt. Game ball, game ball after the Notre Dame win. Dabo presented it to Tyler of Spartanburg. Let's move on. <laughs> Memphis is a minus 10. The, the the Tigers going to Charlotte here. Memphis minus 10. You're looking to lay some points on the road here, Brucey. Let's see a little blood in the water with Charlotte. I think so. Uh, there's, a, there's a technical trend I'll, I'll mention right off the top here. Uh, the, the road team is 9-0 against the spread in Charlotte games this season. Not much of a home edge when Charlotte plays at home, but they've been feisty at home. They're 0-4 at home against the number, but uh, the road team's 9-0 and in Charlotte games this year. You know, Charlotte is a very uh, interesting sort of a team. I mean, they're, 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 they're sort of a throwback. This offense... Trexler Ivy, their quarterback, is a is a walk on, and all those transfers that Biff Pogey brought in in his first year. By the way, Pogey is a real trip if you watch him the way he looks. He looks like a truck driver out there, and he but he's like a wealthy guy from managing hedge funds or whatever before. Interesting, but they run an offense that's got some old single wing elements to it. It is really odd. It is all short yardage, short. I mean, within five to seven yards of the line of scrimmage. They never throw the ball downfield. It's a lot of misdirection left, right. It's a little awkward, but they are not all that dynamic. And uh, the offense ranks, what, 109th nationally. So they just don't have a lot of pop offensively. If you can figure it out on defense, you should be able to slow this, these guys down and get the ball back. And that's going to be a problem for Charlotte, slowing down Seth Hannigan, who is a legitimate gunslinger, uh, uh, Jimmy, 67 career uh, touchdown passes. By the way, Blake Watson, a nice transfer in here from Old Dominion. He's going to end up with over 1,000 yards rushing. So they balance it. Hannigan can move a little bit in the pocket, too, responsible for five TDs last week. They have had some basketball-like scores. It looks like Penny Hardaway is coaching this team sometimes instead of Ryan Silverfield. Last week, 59-50, that game with uh, South Florida, 45 points the week before that. They can really score. And there are only two losses, Missouri and Tulane, and they were in both of those games. Yeah. So this is a good team, and uh, they'll be somewhere in the bowl, and Silverfield has really solidified himself there. Uh, I'll lay the points at Memphis, and uh, it's not a prohibitive price at all. And defaulting back to that uh, Charlotte trend this year, go with the road team in 49er games. You'd be 9-0 and against the spread into we, we thought, mid-November. 
we thought this might be the case with Memphis getting shunned by the Big 12 and that they would sort of uh, outman a lot of their opposition in the America. You talk about that trip to St. Louis. That was a neutral site game at Missouri. Yep. They lost by one uh, one touchdown, 34-27, and lost a double-digit second-half lead at home on a Friday night against the Tulane Greenies, who only have one loss against yep. Ole Miss. So, yeah, Memphis kind of taking care of business against their newcomers in the American, laying a 10 on the road at Charlotte. All right, uh, looking at a total here in Tampa, Florida. South Florida hosting Temple, seven. The Bulls are seven and 68. You looking at this total, Hopefully they score a few more points and then Alabama visited Tampa. Brucey, what you looking at here? Well, look at I mean that South Florida last week. I mean they're getting involved. They've got involved in some wild games this year. The Alabama game is the way the outlier for them. Alex Golish uh, has brought in. I mean uh, Josh Heupel might be missing him a little bit. I mean this is Tennessee's offense from last year that he, he's running down here. And uh, the defense isn't much, but he's found a quarterback in Byron Brown, uh, the freshman, who is really dynamic. He's accounted for 25 TDs, great dual threat. He's also their leading rusher. But this team gets the ball downfield. They run it up a very fast tempo, and uh, they score a lot of points, uh, except against Alabama. They ain't playing Alabama here. Uh, it's Temple, um, and Temple was really on the outs there for a few weeks. But you look at you know, just – Drill down a little bit. You see that those are the games EJ Warner missed. Kurt's son at quarterback. He comes back in, throws four TD passes. They easily outpace pace Navy. I mean, he missed a month, and uh, the the last game before uh, he uh, was hurt against uh, UTSA, five touchdown passes. I mean, he is really he really gets the ball downfield. Totally changes the dynamic for Temple. And I could see this thing becoming one of these uh, basketball scores again down in Tampa. South Florida's gotten involved in some games. Look how many games somebody scored at least 50 points in their in their games this year. And both they and Memphis got over got 50 hit 50 last week. 68 is not too prohibitive, especially since, like we said, Golish has South Florida playing that really up tempo. I mean, they snap the ball a lot, and Temple will. We'll trade points with him for a while here at least. So over 68 looks like a good one for me down in Tampa. All right, uh, over 68, Temple and Florida. And finally, we go back to the Big 12. And what has happened to the – the wheels have fallen off, Boomer Sooner, huh? First to Lawrence and now to uh, Stillwater. Now they come back home after a rough little road trip uh, to uh, those tough places, and both were close losses uh, by less than a touchdown. And they host West Virginia and Neil Brown. Some thought he would be let go after last season. They give him another year. He's saving his job. They're a pretty good team, especially that tough loss. You're going to win a dramatic fashion on Thursday night in Houston and then lose it on the Hail Mary. But West Virginia bounced back with a nice win down in uh, Orlando against Central Florida. They're good, man. West Virginia catching 12-and-a-half in Norman after a lot of goals that were just in front of them for Oklahoma are now out of the picture. Yeah, you're right, Jimmy. And, uh, you know, without that uh, that Hail Mary Houston hit, I mean, West Virginia is right in this race. I mean, they're still, I mean, kind of lurking there, but they've only lost a couple of games in, in conference play, uh, one of those being that game to Houston. Uh, they also played Penn State a lot tougher than that score indicates right at the at the opener. 
uh, this season. But I think, you know, we look at Oklahoma, we're, right. did, we sort of went off track a little with them. I know they beat Texas there, but this is another indicator of a team that really took advantage, you know, Arkansas State and some uh, SMU, not bad, but they were a heavy favorite in the non-conference games. They showed very well against teams they completely outclassed. And once the Big 12 season started and that Texas game, that sort of felt like the end. I mean, that was like the conclusion there, uh, season ending sort of bowl win. That's how they treated it. And since then, they have not been the same. But it's just because you're in conference play. You're playing tougher teams. And this is sort of, we thought, a lot of us thought this nine and a half win total on Oklahoma was a little bit too high, including me. Well, we got a chance now to cash that if Oklahoma slips one more time here before the end of the season because they've already got two losses here. You mentioned what uh, West Virginia is doing. Garrett Green has turned into a really nice quarterback. And this is Neil Brown. He did not go out in the portal and bring guys in like so many coaches. He thought he had some answers in-house here. And Green has turned into a very effective leader, very good dual threat for him. He's only thrown two interceptions here into mid-November. That has certainly helped. And you look at this offense, and a Donaldson has started to run very well the last few weeks. They are almost equally balanced run-pass. Uh, it's uh, 1,900 yards rushing and a little over 1,800 yards uh, passing. Very good balance here. And like you said, they, uh, they're they right in this thing, and Oklahoma has been struggling. They haven't covered a game since the Texas game. So West Virginia, Neil Brown is saving his job here, uh, and very nicely so. And uh, this is a team to be reckoned with. I think they have a shot in this game, certainly plus 12.5. I'll give them a hard look. You hit on you hit on Green as a, a guy that he developed within the program because he's, he's better than the guy they brought in last year from Georgia in JT Daniels. I mean, and – he, you know, he's not some speed burner by any stretch, but he's an effective runner. I mean, he's got 427 yep. yards and eight touchdowns on the yep. season. Really offers him some balance. And, you know, dual threat sometimes is code for, you know, runner. But, well, Green is really 10 touchdowns, two interceptions, a nice 5-1 to one TD to interception ratio. Neil Brown is – look, he, he, I respected the job he did out of Troy. I know you did as well. Yep. He's respected. It just wasn't working out. And maybe – you know, Daniels was, you know, he had he had the solution on his roster already. So even when JT Daniels, who is a professional transfer, it seems like, you know, <laughs> yes, continue. Where's he going to be next year? We will see. All right, West Virginia plus a 12 and a half. And how about that? Right after the Texas game, they had a bye week to kind of, okay, you know, kind of get back on track. But it was a two-point conversion away from overtime at home against Central Florida. You know, back and forth against Kansas, they lose and then lose in Stillwater as well. So we will see how Brent Venable's crew does respond after being knocked out of the national picture. West Virginia plus Oklahoma. Each and every week with Bruce Marshall of VegasInsider.com, CBSSportsLine.com, BAMSports.net. I'm Jimmy Ott of the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.